0: Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you.
1: I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business.
0: Welcome back to the Big
1: Brave Business Podcast. Hello. Welcome back. How are you, Amanda? You know, I'm okay. It's been a busy, busy week. I am am a little tired. Um, I have, as you know, I'm getting ready to go out of town for two days. I'm leaving today as we're recording. It's Wednesday, the 31st, and I am headed out of town for the 1st and 2nd of June. Just going to go down to Orlando for a very quick trip. And I've been putting in some extra hours in order to be prepared when I'm out. It has been a challenge, but we're doing it. Tomorrow is the day, and I will get to enjoy sunshine, Florida, funnel cake, roller coasters for two days. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well.
0: I'm not going out of town, so I am just buckling up for some deep work in the next couple of days and the past couple of days. But I'm thrilled that I got to spend Memorial Day weekend taking quite a bit of time to myself, my family, and my middle stepson turned 21. So we celebrated his 21st birthday on Monday. I'm really honored that he and his girlfriend wanted to spend his 21st birthday with me and his dad. That's so cute.
1: And It is really cute. I don't want to interrupt you, but I want you to tell all of us what you did for your 21st birthday. Oh,
0: that's a great that's a great discussion.
1: So, for my
0: <laughs> 21st birthday, I went to Vegas. It was my first time going to Vegas. <gasps> I went with my mom and an old family friends, and then I brought a friend. So, like, my mom had a
1: friend and I had a friend. So, those four four women. So cute. Yeah, what did you do? So cute. Well, first of all, did you have a cocktail for your 21st? Did you order a, an adult beverage? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I drank. For okay, sure, cool. I drank. I actually <laughs> – I gambled.
0: Technically, I started gambling at, like, 11-something, and – I actually did get ID'd and I was so scared because I technically was not 21 yet. (laughs) And the cocktail waitress that checked my ID thought it was so cute and funny. And she was just like, happy birthday and walked away like she four fourths did not care. So (laughs) it was really
1: fun. That's really cute. That's really cute. I didn't do anything fun for my 21st birthday because I was still very much so sheltered at this point. So I did not drink any alcohol until I was like into my 20s. So I did not drink an adult beverage on my 21st. And I'm so jealous of all the people that had those experiences. I did not do that. I did make up for it on my 23rd birthday, which is the very first time I ever had an alcoholic beverage and or got drunk at a bar before. And I went down to if anybody from the South is listening to this, you will know where I'm talking about. But I was at – in orange beach at (laughs) Florabama. there's bras hanging from the ceiling it's like a roadside beach bar sarah you would die and that's where i uh, had my first adult beverage and it was like hunch punched and i ended up regurgitating it in the parking lot and that was my 23rd so you made up for it yeah I totally did. I had the twenty first birthday experience, and I turned twenty three. Late bloomer, all the way around. But that sounds like you had a great birthday, like Vegas with your mom and a friend. That's yeah. Fun. And then for my stepsons,
0: we did. We went to a buffet, and then we went to an arcade bar, and. I was so surprised. At how, first of all, you and I talked about this, but I got a hand stamp. I went to a bar
1: with a hand <laughs> stamp
0: <laughs> for the first
1: time in like yeah, you, probably 10 years. Yeah. Your college days. Did you have flashbacks?
0: Yeah, so many. Yeah, especially because the soundtrack was largely from the same time period that I was actually <laughs> frequenting bars. But the arcade games also were like classics from when we were growing up going to arcades. So it was really, it, and they were Fun. pretty affordable. Like each game was 25 cents. It was, I was so surprised at how much we were able to play. And yeah, it brought back a lot of memories, childhood and bar hopping days. Those are separate times for the record.
1: Childhood and bar <laughs> <childhood> days. <laughs> Sure. You know you were slipping, slipping some shots while you were playing Pac-Man back in the day. Don't even lie. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm excited. I was about to say, well, that was a rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk yeah. about today, which is all about self-care or, if you are Sarah and I, the lack yeah, look as I'm putting on essential oils over here by my desk. That's my that's my um self-care today. Just put a little essential oil. Definitely on. call it
0: managing stress because I think <laughs> sometimes managing stress looks like self-care and sometimes it looks like not doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. Tell me first what oils do you like? What are you using? <laughs>
1: First of all, let me say that I have zero belief in like its properties. I just love the, sm- I love herbal smelling stuff right now. I'm using lemongrass. And if you are a big believer in essential oils, I have friends that are, you're probably going to be like, that's not the oil for you. And that's OK. I just like the way it smells. So lemongrass or orange, like zesty smells. I love it. So, yeah, I just combine them both in my hands and then I huff it and tell myself that I am more zen. So, yeah. Do you use essential oils?
0: <laughs> yes, I use essential oils every day because they help me manage my asthma. So my favorite, oh, really, yes. my favorite is just mint, but eucalyptus spearmint is a great combination for breath, for breathing, but I, I do tend to prefer just straight mint and I use that every night. It helps me sleep and now it's probably more a comfort thing than a breathing thing, but it does definitely help me breathe. But I love lavender, I love lemongrass, I love orange, I love citrus scents in general. They're definitely like supposed to be energizing though. So I think it's really funny that that's calming for you. But but I'm not like an essential oils person either. This makes me sound like I'm like the oil girl. But if you listen to what's on my list, they're very basic. I'm like a very basic essential oils girl.
1: (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. So question for you. What does stress look like? Like, how do you know you are stressed out? Because we're always busy. But how do you know when you're like, woof, I am, I'm stressed? That's a good, What's good the trigger question.
0: For you? One big indicator for me is not sleeping. Or when mm-hmm. I do sleep, mm-hmm. I dream about work. If I'm dreaming about work, it's oh. probably an indicator that I'm stressed. And I think a lot of times, normally, I don't remember my dreams or they're just totally random, whatever. But if they're about work, it tends to be a stress dream. So that's one way. In recent years, I would say I'm having increased anxiety, which is kind of interesting. I think that shows up for me in... It almost feels like spinning. Like I'm spinning out. There's just... It's too much too fast going on in my head. It feels like like a freight train with... No breaks, Mm. just going off the rails and, like, I don't know how to get control back. So as a, like, young adult in college, et cetera, I would do breathing exercises and yoga to bring myself down before I would go to sleep which helped a lot. But since I developed asthma as an adult, which is like a whole side story, if you didn't know that anyways, I I haven't been asthmatic my whole life. And since then, anything, breathing exercise makes me resentful and angry. And when I see people say like, here's your reminder to take a deep breath in, I'm like, oh, you can just take a deep breath whenever you want. Must be nice.
1: That's so salty <laughs> it is. of you. You're like, oh, what must be great. <laughs> but it
0: also really does I, – I feel like breathing really does help a lot with calming. And so, yes, I'm very resentful that my like go-to method for bringing myself through stress is – or through anxiety is now tarnished. But what about you? What does stress feel like to you? What are the indicators?
1: Um, Very similar. For me, it's like my ADHD goes into hyperdrive. I rather, one, hyperfixate on one single project and disregard other things that are I, – I quit. My ability to multitask becomes almost impossible. It's rather I am one extreme or the other. So I'm hyperfixate on one project and I have a really hard time – prioritizing others, which is a big part of my job, or I'm multitasking so much that I've spread myself so thin that I am unable to do the quality of work that I hold myself to. For the record, I've never put out any work that I'm like, oh, this was garbage. But I have done work before. I'm like, oh, if I would have spent 30, 45 more minutes on this, it could have been awesome. You know, so it looks like that. I can usually tell that I am in hyper stress mode when I feel the need to eat crap. Mm -hmm. Like I try to comfort myself. So I'm always like, let me order three you know, triple shaken espressos with a bunch of crap in it I don't need. I actually enjoy eating salads and eating vegetables makes me feel good. And so in moments where I don't want those things, even though they're like some of my favorite foods, I know that sounds so annoying to be the girl that's like, I love a salad, but I do love, don't get me wrong, I could eat some Santa Fe salad every day of the week. But um, (laughs) when I stop wanting those things and I'm like, give me pancakes, like comfort food, I can tell it's because I'm trying to comfort myself internally and I'm not I don't feel safe I feel stressed Mm. so that's a really good sign for me the sleep thing I really do feel I take medicine to help me sleep at night because I have a hard time switching off I'm a big believer in the properties of CBD and I take it every single night to go to sleep I don't have an issue with sleep. It's when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I think of is, I told you this before, I have woken up in the middle of the night before and been like, did I send that email? (laughs) And that's kind of an indicator for me is when I wake up, am I like, oh my gosh, in panic mode? You know, does my heart get a little elevated? Do I feel like I don't feel control over my day? That's typically what stress looks like for me. I'm very fortunate that I feel motivated by stress. I know there are some people that have that flee mentality of like, I'm just going to procrastinate and avoid it because it makes me uncomfortable. For me, it's like, oh no, I got to get in there. I got to get in there. <laughs> I got to get busy and I've got to get control. So yeah. That's
0: a big method for me too, getting control over it. and Like a huge thing that helps me kind of wrap my arms around when I'm just feeling really scattered, really stressed, like I, everything spiraled out of control is to make lists, make lists of stuff to-do, make lists of – is that a list? It's
1: literally a list. I'm sitting here going, don't forget to pick up laundry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, I make lists like
0: crazy. I love handwriting them, so I tend to use Post-it notes. So I have Post-it notes with lists everywhere. We've talked about this on the podcast before, I think. I love to write like a daily list. That helps me keep on task for the day. And then – Anything that doesn't get done, if there's anything that doesn't get done, the next day, instead of using the list that's, like, got a bunch of stuff crossed off, I start a new daily list and I just carry stuff over. So I've Ah. just got, like, Post-it notes with lists everywhere. And Eric helped me when I was stressing about building my business in the very beginning with also making lists of obstacles. Like if it feels like there's too many things I can't overcome, then he had me sit down with him and like make a list of the things that were hard or the, the list of things that I felt like were stopping me or getting in my way. And we put them on a whiteboard and then we could like tackle one at a time and kind of go through what would it take to get this out of the way. And yeah, just being able to visualize it like that, like list making is a big thing for me. People are going to be like, that's not self-care.
1: We have to call this the maintaining. We're just maintaining and doing the best that we can. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. For me, it's like in order to feel control, it's waking up super early. I am my most productive in the mornings. I feel like my afternoons really get hijacked because everybody that is in a separate time zone than me or behind me is starting to work. And so... The, the morning times for me, I get so much done when people will just like aren't calling me on demand for things that they need. So for me, it's I wake up early. That's my form of like it's a gift to my, to myself to wake up early. I already have my coffee going. I sit down at my desk. It's dark outside still. I typically if, if I'm in like, for instance, this morning, I am getting ready to go out of town. I needed to put in more hours. so I worked late last night. Got a couple hours of sleep. I woke up at 5-ish this morning, had a big cup of coffee, and sat down at my desk. It was perfectly quiet. I could put on – I'm in the middle of binging The Leftovers, if anybody's ever seen that, on HBO. Anyways, I'm watching that show. And so I put on my headphones and just zoned out and got a ton of work done this morning. That to me has set the tone for the rest of my day where I don't feel near as panicked, where I don't have people reaching out to me and asking me for things. And I'm like, oh, I'm still on the first thing you asked me to do. (laughs) I've already got that done this morning. So just to feel a little bit more, just getting things done is such a unpopular form of self-care. But for me and my personality, it totally works. Just mark that list off. Yeah, just totally
0: same. And uh, that's something that also comes up with Eric and me a lot where if I'm feeling stressed, he'll say, you just need to go work. You just need to go sit down and work because you're going to feel better when you do. And once you start, you're going to, I know you're going to come back in an hour or two and say, I got so much done. You can't even believe how much stuff I got done. I'm feeling so good. I'm being so productive. I'm killing it. And then you're just going to feel better. <laughs> yeah. This is, it's okay, so listen. If you're listening to this and you're like, <laughs> yes, working makes me feel less stressed, then you've found your people. You have found your people.
1: Well, I also feel like we enable each other a little bit. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, you're like that. Oh, me too. I will tell you that when people tell me, oh, you're stressed, just take a break. Just take a break. I'm like, that will stress me out more. Who is telling me to take time off, go for a walk? No, because the whole time I'm on that walk, I'm going to be making a to-do list for when I do 100%. get back 100%. The there is ne- there is never a moment where I'm like, oh, taking a break will make me feel better about my workload because it's not going anywhere. And I think that's something that people don't talk about where in corporate you may work with a team so you can kind of all co-manage stress or projects. Well, when you work for yourself, you are the manager of the projects. So taking time away isn't going to make things get done quicker. To me, what makes me feel good is getting all the things done that I said I would get done. So, yeah. For sure. So
0: let me ask you this. So it's really trendy right now to talk about like nervous system regulation. And on our YouTube yeah. channel, we had a guest, our first guest, our friend Becky. And she is a trauma-informed marriage coach, but she does a lot of work with the nervous system. And she was talking about the nervous system a little bit in our YouTube conversation. So if you haven't heard that, go listen. But I want to ask you, Amanda, in the conversations that you hear people having about the nervous system, do you feel like your nervous system is dysregulated?
1: It's a great question. The more I have learned about the nervous system, the more stock I really do put into it. I think they're so – and also, and I've heard somebody say this, and it's totally true. Once you learn about the nervous system and regulating your nervous system, you can totally tell when someone else is not regulated. Have you ever – like I have family members that I'm like, girl, you are not regulated. And you are – that's it's people that are always on the verge of tears or they are always like on the verge of some emotional explosion because they're so unregulated. So to answer your question about myself, I think I am – I think I do a really good job too of noticing when I need – to back up a bit. I also think I know there's a difference for me between taking a break from work and sitting at my desk and taking a deep breath. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> <and your asshole. laughs> but I, I do, I do believe that if you, I will sit, put my hands on my heart for a few minutes and I just, I give myself all, I am a big believer in affirmations and mantras. I had a very difficult week this week with work, just a lot of things going on. And this week I sat for A long time this week. Put my hands over my heart listened and felt my heartbeat and told myself over and over and over again. I think it's Brene Brown. She says, everything is working out for me, no matter how it looks at any place or time. Everything is working out for me, no matter the place or time. No matter what it looks like, things are always working out for me. And I do truly believe that, that when things are hard, it's because things are going to work out for me in the end. Whether it's something is good for me or something is bad for me, if something has left my life or is coming into my life, there's a reason for it. And so just kind of regulating myself on that mantra and believing it in my core and like catching my breath, realizing when I'm relaxed, I'm not a nervous system coach. I know a lot of nervous system coaches who would probably tell me you could do a lot more, Um, but that works for me. So I do, I think I make a conscious effort to Try to be regulated and also notice, like, am I in fight or flight mode right now? Because I don't do flee. Yeah. Like, I I am here for it. We're going to fight it out. And so I just – I try to notice in moments where I feel unregulated. What about you? Do you notice when you are? Definitely. Do you feel like you I are? Th-
0: I think for the most part, I think I'm very regulated. I do definitely have moments that I spin out. And I agree with you that learning about it, then I have – kind of language or a framework to understand and even saying language doesn't feel right because it's understanding your physical body like what's happening physically for me in that moment when I do spin out I tend to spin out over and this is like to me the difference between what I would call and again we're not (laughs) we're not nervous system coaches but
1: we should probably bring like an actual nervous system coach on here but if you need a a good podcast about it go listen to the uh, your breakthrough blueprint with becky because she talks so much more intelligently about you and i are like my breathing's unregulated and she's like no it's your such and such at the base of your brain that controls the nervous and i'm like yeah (laughs) i feel like
0: the difference for me between being stressed and experiencing like a and I don't know what the difference is between unregulated and dysregulated. I feel like dysregulated is just like a term people use to sound more coachy. it's the same, <laughs> isn't
1: it? I use them interchangeably on this them podcast, friends.
0: <laughs> so um, – and also, Becky – if you need to correct what we're saying, please send us a DM and tell us. Um, please tell so, us, correct us, and we'll we'll put it on here. So, um, and in fact, Becky, if there's things you want to correct, just send me a voice memo. We'll just put it right in the podcast. So,
1: no, you know exactly what we're going to do is we're going to get Eric to recap it in his voice and just let it just plop in. <laughs> what they mean to say is <laughs> totally so, wrong.
0: I feel like the difference between my nervous system regulation being off and stress is that the nervous system, when it's a nervous system response, it tends to be, like you mentioned, being really close to tears, like weirdly close to tears. Or when there's something more physical happening rather than mental, the stress tends to be more mental. And... I think that they can be linked, but I think that most of the time I can handle my stress. I can handle, you know, just a mental situation that's easier for me to wrap my arms around and get control of. It takes learning about your nervous system to be able to recognize that and then to find ways to reground yourself.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think what we've tried to cover here is that it's okay to not be clear on what self-care looks like for you, but to notice um, or if if you're taking care of yourself. So to me, self-care doesn't mean, oh, I went and took two hours out of my business and went and got a massage. It might mean, no, I buckled down. I turned my focus app on my phone where nobody can text me and I don't get a ton of emails in. And for the next two hours, it's me. It's me getting things done. And if that's what self-care looks like for you, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like society tells you, oh, self-care is go spend a whole bunch of money on a new manicure or like whatever, go buy a new outfit. And it can look like that. But it yeah. also can look like I'm really wanting to spend some time in my business to feel like I'm back on top of it again and it's yeah. not mounding up on and top I, of me. I, don't let anybody shame you into that. I think
0: that. that's important because I think it's easy for people to fall into using the term self-care as an excuse to do things that are actually perpetuating like self-harm cycle. So people who maybe turn to shopping as an addiction or some some kind of addictive behavior. I don't know. Um <laughs> Talking out of my ass a little bit, but there. But that's okay. I, I know people what you mean. who turn to that can then use that kind of society's framing of self care to say, "I'm treating myself," and that's not the same thing. So I, I'm totally with you. I feel like for me, self care usually looks like working or it looks like planning. It's planning. It's getting organized. It's like getting my shit together. <laughs> That's how I self-care. Yeah. And sometimes, yes, it also can look like rest. It also can look like play. But the reality is those things are only, to your point earlier, those things are only successful for me if I'm already in a pretty regulated place. That If I'm already managed, mm-hmm. then I can go play and rest. I cannot play and rest if – I don't have things managed. I have to manage my things first.
1: (laughs) Totally agree. I absolutely totally agree. And on that note, what is making you happy this week? What's your first thing making you happy? Okay,
0: this this is going to be a little woo. So go with me here. If you've been following me on Instagram, you might have seen me post about this. But my best friend who is not an entrepreneur, so not you. My other – one of my other best friends (laughs) – Um, Got me a Wild and Sacred Feminine deck, which is like an Oracle deck. I don't really know the difference between Oracle and Tarot. I think Tarot cards are the same cards, like a Five of Cups and that kind of thing. Uh, And this is not that. So I think they are separate, but this could be a form of Tarot. I don't really know. I don't really know anything. I'm not really into this kind of thing, typically. But... She has been doing periodic draws, spreads, they call them. She does periodic spreads. There, She does a daily spread, but she doesn't do it every day, which is normal. But it's been really meaningful for her. So she had bought a set for me and she was like, I want to do these together. And I think it would be really fun to do like tarot readings together periodically so we did our first one together a couple of days ago and I loved it I loved it so we okay, do yeah. this daily spread where you draw two cards a left hand and a right hand it's like a wild and sacred daily spread so your left hand is like a card that represents something that's really prevalent and present in your life like you're doing really well with this or it's just very very present it's showing up a lot and then your right hand card is a card that is a stretch or a growth card it's like an uh, opportunity (laughs) for you (laughs) and and then it comes with a book so it like has this whole beautiful description of what each of the cards means stands for what it represents in different cultures and throughout history and things like that and it's an, what I love about it is this is an opportunity for you to really take time for some meditation, some reflection, self-assessment, mm-hmm. self-awareness, and I really love that kind of personal development. So it's been really fun, and I've actually been doing it not quite every day, but almost every day since just by myself. I'm so into it, and I made Eric do it. I made my mom do it. Like. <laughs> Do it
1: for me. I want to do I don't, it. It'd be
0: hard to do remote with you because I think the idea is that you're supposed to draw them, right? You're supposed to draw the card, Aww. but I could send you your
1: own pack and then we could do it. Oh, okay. Be fun. Okay, <laughs> cool. That sounds fun. That sounds really fun. I know that tarot cards are, I have known nothing about them, but I do know that they're beautiful. Like I've seen yeah, so the incredibly gorgeous amazing.: art. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, very cool. I'm going to try not to go on a tangent when I talk about mine because I could. But well, I did. Um, what's really, well, what's really making me happy this week, and I want this to be like an encouragement, I think, for other people, is I am an introverted extrovert. I tend to enjoy being alone. I can put on an extroverted exterior if I have to, but I really enjoy my alone time. This work that I do and how I work has really pushed me out of my comfort zone a lot because you have to have face-to-face Zoom calls more than I ever had in corporate. There were days I would go to work in my office and never see a living soul. Like, <laughs> And this this work really forces you to get out in front of people, meet strangers, connect with people. And I feel like I am ultra thankful this week of all weeks of the people that I have made connections with, specifically women. (laughs) I think I'm very appreciative, even more so than usual, of the women that I have met who are supporting me. You obviously is one, Sarah, but there are so many other women that I have connected with over the few years that I have been doing this who have been so supportive and I have just felt so... Like I have this virtual group of women who I have never met in person, which is crazy. And I have this huge relationship with who support me, root me on, like have my back in ways that people that I have known my entire life never have. And these are strangers on the internet. It's crazy when you really think about it, but I'm catching myself this week, just feeling so grateful that I have put myself out there over the past couple of years to meet people and connect with people when I could have easily just said, no, it makes me uncomfortable to have to get on a Zoom with somebody I don't know anything about. And so all this to say, if you find yourself where you're shrinking back a little bit, like you don't want to connect with people, even if you meet with someone and you think there's nothing going to ever come out of it, I encourage you to try because just the effort of trying to connect with other people on the internet has been so rewarding for me this week. I've had so much love and support given to me through kind of a a tough time. And I'm just so appreciative. So women in business, man, you can't, you can't. I
0: love that. That's so nice. Yeah. So my second thing that is bringing me joy is I've been doing a lot more speaking lately. So I started doing a monthly topical training virtually for like the PodFox community. And that includes anybody who is interested in learning about like Uh, skills related to podcasting including being a great podcast guest that was one we just recently did in May and I also have been invited to speak to some public some private groups and it's just lighting me up I've always loved public speaking when I was a kid as the first time I learned that there was such a thing as like motivational speakers who just travel (laughs) and speak on stages that's what I wanted to do and i have done a lot of public speaking in different jobs that i've had but since the pandemic i've and also i'm working from home online i feel like i've done so much less it's it's a lot more like you're describing kind of one-on-one zoom calls not necessarily yeah. like group speaking so the group speaking presentation style is so energizing for me it just lights me up and it makes me feel like this is where I belong this is I'm on the right path I'm going in the right direction and I just want to keep going so that's been really fun
1: you're so good at it too by the way thank I don't mean you to like give you a comp I don't I'm not I'm really not blowing as my grandmother would say I'm not blowing air up your skirt but um you really are really good at it. Anytime I sit in on any of your trainings, I'm like, gosh, Sarah, you're really good at this. <laughs> thank you, you just talk so It's just you talk so naturally. Anytime that I've done two or three webinars for people, just trainings, I'm like, I you can tell I'm presenting because I have so much I want to say. You just, I don't know, you're great. Oh, at it. thank you. Um You're welcome. So the second thing making me happy this week, June is Pride Month and it's when we're gonna celebrate all of the LGBTQIA plus community. I have been getting the L B G and the L G B confused all week long. I have to remind myself the order. But June is, we're celebrating all of the diverse groups and inclusion. We're celebrating all of that. And I'm so proud of my clients. I'm so proud of all of the clients that I have that are planning their social media content or their webinar content. And it's all about inclusivity. I know that there's a lot of people that have mixed feelings about only celebrating certain marginalized groups or um, diverse groups during certain months. But I think it's exciting that there is a specific time of the year that we set aside and we remind ourselves why this group of people are so important. I think it's a beautiful thing. I am so proud of the clients that I have. I wouldn't work with anybody who had something negative to say, to be honest with you, because it's so important to me. But it gives me so much joy that there are people being intentional, intentional about how they reach and make people feel included. And it's just it's a beautiful thing. I hope that this trip, this just continues to grow because it just makes my heart so happy. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, what's your third thing? I guess my third thing is going to be I it's kind of a blend of in general our YouTube channel. I'm loving it. I love the mm. conversations we're having with people and I'm so excited cuz after this We're going to record with some new people to put in the queue. I'm so excited excited. and there's so many more people we want to invite on. There's so many cool people that we know to your earlier points and wanting to connect with them in this kind of unique way. If you haven't watched any of our YouTube videos yet, it's sort of like that uh, Vogue rapid fire questions to get to know celebrities, except we're getting to know entrepreneurs, and primarily women in business. It's not all women in business because we did we do have Eric. We did have Eric. Come on, he's not a woman in business. He's a man in business.
1: <laughs> he is a I man, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have uh, one of my clients. Um, he is a he's a coach. His name is Jay Rush, and he's awesome. And he's gonna be our other dude. Um, so we need more men so on there. there but yeah, I love it's that not, it is women yeah, dominated. Yeah, it's not all women, but we.
0: It, It's a lot of people that we're like thinking of that we want to bring on are these really incredible women in business that we know. And it's just so fun to meet each other's people as well. I know. So that's been really neat. And then I also am really loving the editing side. Like video editing is something I've loved since I was in high school. So when I get to sit down and work on our YouTube videos, it just brings me so much joy. And also I'm so cheesy and it's just an opportunity for me to be completely (laughs) cheesy. So yeah, it's fun. There's some fun little goodies throughout the whole YouTube video. It's not just like a talking head video. And I think that that's entertaining. And they're like, they're not that long, you guys. They're like 15 minutes Uh, or less. Not like a podcast episode. Totally different. Totally different.
1: Yeah, you do a really good Thanks job with the again. editing. I told you the first time I watched I it I was blowing like, "Oh my gosh, air
0: up my skirt today, but I'll take it." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe just a little. Just just accept it. I will tell you that the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, there's an emoji." <laughs> and then you did a couple you did a couple eye roll um zooms of my <laughs> face, which is part of the course, and I thought that was amazing. But um you do do a really good job. The last thing making me happy before we sign off for this episode is I just finished The finale of Succession. Succession is one of my all-time favorite shows. I'm obsessed with it. Like I am going to start it over immediately when I get back from vacation. It's such a great show. The finale was so good. I cried like a baby. I just thought it was so wonderful. And saying goodbye to those characters was heartbreaking. If you've never seen it, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. If you are not sensitive to language (laughs) or... I don't know, pretty much anything. Don't be sensitive. If if you don't like things like that, don't watch it. But it is, it's a great adult TV show with some some of literally the best writing I have ever watched on television in my entire life. So the last season of Succession is over and it was worth the wait and so good. Oh, it was so good. So Succession. Okay. I
0: know when Eric hears this, he's going to want to talk to you about it because he's obsessed with Succession, not because (gasps) he loves the show. We've never seen it. But he's obsessed with people who are obsessed with Succession.
1: Oh, my God. And you've never seen it?
0: And he has been particularly talking about all of the buzz leading up to the finale. And then after the finale, he's been a little frustrated because people are trying to be careful about spoilers. And even though he looked up like what happens, he doesn't it doesn't mean anything to him because he doesn't know who the people are. So he like very much wants to know what I just the want the finale know. was, so you're going to have to tell him.
1: <laughs> First of all, I wish our listeners could see my face right now in my hands. I'm doing a strangling motion because I cannot believe he Googled the finale and hasn't watched the show. Eric, you are a film major. <laughs> you better watch it. Oh, my God. It's some of the best prime TV of our lives. Also... If you are sensitive, I'm just saying this again. If you are sensitive to language and adult themes, do not watch the show with the intention of Amanda referring it to me. It is a filthy TV <laughs> show, but it is so good. It is so, 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 so good. So I have so many thoughts, Eric. We will discuss. Well, thank you so much for chatting today, Sarah. I needed to to record and have some time with you. As you know, it's been a stressful couple of days. And I'm so happy that we talked about our forms of self care and what those look like. And I'm kind of happy that they both aren't go buy a new outfit or go get a massage. Getting bubble
0: baths. I mean, like,
1: which are all great things. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I mean, I love a massage more than anybody. But the whole time I'm getting a massage, I'm like, I could be getting my to-do list 100%. done. This might be a. This could. This could totally be. By the way the deciding factor on how deep of workaholics we are. I think we tattled on ourselves.
0: I'm okay with it. Listen, Enneagram 3, I wear it like a badge of honor. We make it a drinking game that I mention it every single episode. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. It's It's what I love to do. And I was just saying to Eric last night, I love to work. And I understand that not everyone does. And I support that. I love that expression. I don't have a dream job because I don't dream of labor. I wish... That was me because I think that's such an empowering phrase. I don't dream of labor. How beautiful. But I absolutely do dream of labor, you guys. Like this is what (laughs) I love to do. And even if PodFox blew up and became totally huge and I sold it for like massive amounts of millions of dollars, I would then move on to what can my next business be. I can't just not work. I love to work. That's just who I am. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it.
1: Well, we're embracing it. So if you haven't yet, head over to our YouTube channel. Again, it is not recordings of us talking. It's us recording with some incredible people asking some really fun questions. So they're about 15 minutes long. I challenge you to go listen to them or watch them and not want to watch them all. Like, subscribe. And as Eric told us to say, ring the bell (laughs) so you're notified. So you're notified when we have new episodes come out. And please, 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 if you like this show, take two seconds and leave us a review. Let us know. It gives us so much joy. You have no idea. We literally text each other when we get one. And we'll be talking with you soon. Yeah. We'll see you next week.